Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning and uh, another chilly start to your day. So hopefully you let your cars warmed up and dressed appropriately. And uh, well, I guess I've always said I will not ever, ever, ever understand how anybody can like cold. I hate it so bad with a passion. I tell you, if I could, I'd move to Florida or Miami or, well, that's in Florida, but you know what I mean, uh, or somewhere really nice and warm and hot year round. That would tickle me to death because I just, uh, I always, I've never liked it, but even more so, I don't know if I'm getting older or what, I just, I despise it with a passion. But, uh, but anyway, maybe, uh, I, I mean, even though I hate cold, I do like snow. I do like playing in the snow, but uh, I know I'm a little weird, but I, um, uh, uh, Oh, I was going to say my blank on me. I'm going to tell you some big tale here. And I forgot. Oh, anyway, I'll be get snow at Christmas time. That'd be cool. And uh, I always like snow at Christmas. I don't may remember a couple of times in my life I ever actually seen it snow at Christmas time. But uh, that's that's the most one of the prettiest times to to have some snow. But uh, who knows? Might get lucky and get a bunch this year. Never know. So. But uh, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and dive into God's word this morning. And um, uh, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 and i uh, thought it was uh, very appropriate uh considering the season uh, that we are in right now and uh so be sure and get your bibles out matthew chapter 1 verse 21 and i i don't want to say like a broken record here you know i know i say this every morning but i cannot overemphasize enough to use those bibles okay and i've said it many times before I do not care that you use electronic devices. When I'm ever preaching, it doesn't bother me to see your phones out. I don't care, all right? We live in a digital age, and, uh, you know, it's just something we're just going to have to accept. And um, so I don't care about that. I don't care that you use that to look up Scripture. It don't bother me. But I don't want you to neglect using a real Bible. I want you to get used to and be proficient in looking up Scripture quickly uh, because I mean, electronic devices are not going to, you know, they could die, they could break. Um, who knows, uh, North Korea could send an electromagnetic pulse and wipe out uh, the electronic grid. If you're a conspiracy theorist, uh, some believe that could happen. Anything's possible. And so you're out of it. And then what are you going to do? You need to be able to use those Bibles. I just want you to highlight, underline, and memorize these scriptures that we go over each day so you can easily and effectively go back and look those up, read those, Recall the devotion and uh, be able to make that more applicable to your life. And to me, I think using an actual Bible makes it more personable uh, in uh, our walk and our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I can't emphasize enough to really use those Bibles. So anyway, let's move forward here. Matthew 1, verse 21. And it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Very, very uh, beautiful uh, Verses, uh, verse there, but I do uh, would ask you to go back and read the verses before and after that and to bring it into its full context and to have a clear understanding as to what we're talking about here. Now, obviously, we're in the Christmas season, and, uh, and of course, we uh, are the virgin birth. Uh, is a very huge uh, foundational stone in our uh, uh, convictions as Christians. 
And uh, and I know people will try to say, well, uh, you know, you know, this is when, when Jesus. Well, we know this is not the exact date that Jesus was born, and and we are uh, celebrating it. And uh, people say, well, Christmas come from pagan religions uh, to a certain extent. I do agree with that, but. Uh, when you, you know, people, you know, I've spoke against Halloween, and of course I've, that's ruffled a lot of feathers and ticked a lot of people off, and they don't like to hear it. And uh, and there is, you look at Halloween, and there is nothing good in it at all. I mean, you can't sit there and tell me that you look at that and see any kind of anything that resembles anything godly or good at all. You know, we have a harvest party, or harvest festival rather, at our church to give an alternative to uh, what the world has perverted and used. And uh, so we, we try to make that effort. But with Christmas, I don't care how much atheists scream and shout that you don't like the name of Christ and Christmas and that they're being cute by you putting an X. What they don't realize is that X is also a, uh, is the Greek for Christos. So they're still saying Christmas either way, whether they realize it or not. They want to call it a holiday tree because they think that's being less offensive. Well, what is holiday? It's holy day. They're still, you know, no matter what they do, they still can't get away from what Christmas is truly about, and this is a celebration of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And so when you look at Christmas, uh, as opposed to, you know, Halloween or something like that, you can't help but think about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. But even at the, with the evergreen, and my dad spoke on this a little bit last night, talking about the evergreen and the Christian connotations associated with that. Uh, so there are Christian traditions that still have followed through, although there may be some paganism involved in that. Uh, the, I feel like Christians have really been able to turn it around to something great and good, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And even Santa Claus uh, was a real person, and uh, he was a bishop. And St. Nicholas, and uh, there's great many stories who surrounded that. Maybe we'll save that for another time uh, when it gets closer to Christmas. And uh, in fact, I might even, it's not very long, it's a little short story Dad had written in regards uh, to the real Santa Claus. And uh, that might be something good you might want to share with your kids and families and, and uh, urge you and uh, recommend you to, to take a closer look at that. So, but our focus here is Matthew 121. Now, you know, Jesus had to be born of a virgin birth uh, because. Uh, man's blood is tainted with sin. From the fall of Adam, uh, uh, that, that is passed down genetically, just like a disease of sin. So he could not have an earthly father, it had to be the heavenly father. And uh, so the Holy Ghost had uh, impregnated uh, Mary, and uh, so that uh, Jesus could be fully man. He was real, he was tangible, he was physical, but he was also fully God. You know, and I couldn't imagine Joseph, uh, you know, say I was, in, you know, say me and Brandy was engaged, and uh, we lived during this time, and uh, where I'm all excited about marrying Brandy, and, and also she says, well, I'm pregnant, but uh, it was the Holy Ghost. Well, you know, even then, I'm sure they, he was like, what? Uh, you know, first thing, you know, everything bad thing in the world is going to go through your mind. Like, I can't believe this. She's, you know, she thinks I'm crazy that I'm going to uh, believe this this lie. You know, I, I could imagine the anger and the sadness, the frustration. Good morning, Mr. Clark. And uh, that he's probably feeling so uh, the angel come to him and reveal to him that, yes, this is true. And this is where we're getting at here, verse 21. And thou shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. See, it took Jesus Christ. Uh, it is, you know, our, our, I guess our, our, even though we're focusing a little bit uh, on uh, the holidays here and, and the virgin birth, we're also talking about redemption of sin. And that's why it took Jesus Christ to redeem us from our sins, to save us from a very real existence of hell. Uh, it took Jesus Christ to do those things. And, and uh, you know, it so amazes me. 
me how people want to uh, negate the supernatural when it comes to things Jesus Christ. And guess what? It was no different back then as well. Here, Jesus was perfect. Even Jesus was tempted every way that we are so that he can understand what we go through. So we go for him and ask him certain things. We under, He understands. He's been there. He's done that. And uh, But he didn't give in to those temptations since as we do. Uh, but he understands. And uh, But yet, even during this time, here he's doing all these great things. They still denied him as the Messiah. It's crazy. You know, you have atheists today say, well, you show me proof. Well, we had the living God walking with us, and there was living proof, and they still denied him. It's, it's insane. It is just unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, it's just fascinating when you look at the life of Jesus Christ and the life that he lived. Uh, you know, he wasn't just some mere prophet as uh, as Islam would love to, to dictate uh, and other religions want to just portray him as a good man. He was fully God and he was fully man as well. And uh, so it took that incarnation to show us the way, to show us the rate of salvation. You know, in regards to these other religions, you have to do a faith-based work. We was talking about a, a couple yesterday that, um, you know, they seem like they're good people and, uh, uh, and they, and, but they have this erroneous idea that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. Or And, and I told my wife, I said, that just amazes me that there's people out there who believe that. That is inc that's insane. That is a faith-based work. I mean, that, that's something you had. That means that you had to do something to earn and merit your salvation. Salvation is a free gift of God. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You can't work your way into heaven. And it is, it is faith without works. And so it just, it's crazy that people think that man is the one who wants to add these things and say, well, you have to do this, this, and this in order to attain salvation. And it's just, there's nothing, it's just further from the truth. And even, uh, I have even had debates with people and I said, well, you know, even the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. But he said, he's, oh, well, that's just an exception. That doesn't, you know, it don't work that way, you know? But, uh, you know, we, we, the thing of it is, though, with the virgin birth, you know, it just amazes me. You know, you have the Mormons and Jehovah's Witness, their erroneous ideas on how uh, Mary conceived uh, and some try to say he's a Roman soldier or, or uh, Satan was Jesus' brother. I mean, you just wouldn't believe this. Some of, the, and some of you all may realize some of the crazy things out there that people uh, put into this. And, and it's nothing could be further from the truth. But, um, you know, but here Jesus, he could have come in as a, a conquering king. But instead, he come as a humble servant. He wasn't born in the luxuries of, of the nicest uh, thrones and homes. Instead, he was in a, laid down in a lowly manger. And uh, so that, uh, you know, it wasn't about wealth. It wasn't about prestige. It wasn't about notoriety. It was about showing us the way to the cross, showing us the way to salvation. And uh, so we cannot, th this is very, very important because if this was false, if this was wrong, our, our faith when a deed be dead. Uh, so, so keep that in mind, the importance of the virgin birth. And like I said, this time of year, people don't want to hear it. Um, it's sad that, uh, uh, I know there's, uh, like, you know, certain schools, well, I guess all schools have to be aware of like Jehovah's Witness because they don't celebrate birthdays, Christmas, things like that. So they have to be very self-aware and, and can't say anything. So they don't get to little kitties upset. And, uh, uh, you know, you have stuff like that going on. You have freedom from religion trying to silence us, just like with the dog tags. Uh, they don't want uh, Bible verses on that anymore. So it's against the Constitution. No, it's not against the Constitution. We are not a theocracy, true. But we have the freedom and the free right to believe however we want to. And if you're an atheist, guess what? Don't get a dog tag with a Bible verse on it, you know? If you're offended, don't wear one. Yeah, that's simple, you know? Really. 
And uh, but they, they try to say the separation of church and state, which is insane uh, because it was meaning for the government not to interfere or impede of our free right to believe, which is exactly what they're doing. And how I got on this tangent, I do not know. But anyway, the focus here is Jesus Christ and uh, and how he came into this world to show us the way. And, you know, I understand that the Trinity is difficult to understand. And in fact, on my arm, I have a, a tattoo of the Trinity. I don't know if you can see, yeah, there you go. You can see it a little bit there. Return, there we go. See, yeah, it's not the best in the world. But anyway, uh, but what it's saying is, is the is the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father. But if you look here in the middle, it says Deus. God is the Father, God is the Son, and God is the Holy Spirit. And uh, I like that because it helps to drive home, uh, to help bring a little understanding uh, to the Trinity. And of course, many of you have heard the illustration of the egg, that you have the shell, you have the, the white part, and you have the yolk. Even though they're three separate, complete things, they are still one whole piece. And, uh, and another way I like to look at it, too, is that uh, even uh, to look at the Trinity is that uh, here I am. Of course, I'm just a lowly man, but, you know, but uh, I am a father, I am a husband, and I'm a son. Yes, those are three distinct roles and titles, but yet I'm one person. So to me, that kind of helps uh, bring clearer understanding as to what the Trinity is about. But, um, you know, don't uh, don't take this lightly uh, as far as the virgin birth. That is very crucial, important to our convictions as Christians. And uh, and I realize that uh, many of you understand that. You understand the reason for the season, and we need to drive that home. You know, I remember, uh, gosh, I don't know, I was probably, I don't know, three, four, five years old, somewhere in there, maybe five. And uh, we're living really not too far from uh, uh, where I live at now. And... Uh, I was very, obviously, as just a child, I didn't understand. And Dad was praying. He was just, was just his, uh, he was just getting into the ministry, and he was praying to God. Well, in my uh, ignorance, I, I was praying to Santa Claus. Uh, I said, "Here's what I want. Here's what I need." And Dad's like, "No, no, no, stop. Let me explain something to you." You know, and so he helped me to understand that, hey, we pray to God, not to anything or anybody else. And uh, so, even though that's what we need to explain to our children, here's the sad part: there's so many homes where God is not in there. They're, they they don't go to church, have nothing to do with church, never been to church, don't take their kids to church, uh, and have no understanding. And so they don't really truly understand what how important the virgin birth is. And uh, at Christmas, even though we get together with friends and family, we exchange gifts, the greatest gift of all was Jesus Christ. And I, and I my hope into doing these devotions something that you can share and maybe others could understand that yes, the things with Santa Claus are fun and great, but we need to make sure that we are worshiping and following the true God. And uh, we need to die ourselves daily. We'll be selfless, not selfish. And we're putting Christ first in all things. That's the only way we're going to overcome. That's the only thing that's going to help us to endure. The only thing that's going to help us to persevere is our, our walk with Jesus Christ. And uh, it's not an easy one. It's a tough one. But only God will give us that strength that we need when we need it. And uh, without God, we are nothing. And it's, it's so sad to see so many people who, you know, you try to witness to, talk to them about Jesus Christ, flat out say no, don't want nothing to do with Christ. And it's a sad thing. And that's why, you know, we have to be very careful 
And when we see that uh, Jesus died for all, that's not true. And a lot of people don't like it when I say that, but it's biblically accurate because uh, we're talking about uh, uh, predestination. We're talking about uh, for God knew us. Uh, he, uh, before we were born, God knew us. And God is all-knowing, all-powerful. He knows past, present, and future. So he's going to know who's going to be saved and who's not. So he chose. See, it makes our salvation that much more uh, intimate and more awesome is the fact that we were chosen, the elect of God, those who were chosen. If Christ died for all, it would be wasted because not everybody would accept him. He would be rejected. So Christ couldn't have died for everybody because that would be a waste. He died for the elect. Who's the elect? Well, we don't know. That's why we have to go out and minister and witness and, and uh, spread the gospel as much as we can so that ears will be, uh, uh, and hearts will be pricked, ears will be here, we're here, and come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But see, that's just it. That's what makes our salvation that much better because we were chosen. We were adopted. So if you're saved, you're like, man, that's awesome. God chose me, you know? And, um, People say, well, that may not be fair. And, and what about those who, uh, you know, that God sent to hell? Whoa, God didn't send anybody to hell. Everybody in this world has a choice. Everybody in this world will never be without an excuse to have known Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. And so everybody will have heard before Christ comes back. Everybody will have heard. And uh, uh, so there's nobody without an excuse. And so Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, then you're not going to uh, uh, fully understand. Uh, I mean, if you I can get out of here and say, if you don't Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you will spend an eternity in hell. It's just that simple. So you have a choice. And um, uh, so there don't be that excuse. And I think that time is quickly coming because just with, with social media alone, about is, is pretty much global. And if somebody says, what about the, the pygmies in the deepest, darkest parts of Africa? Well, they don't care about that. They're just trying to throw you off track. But it, but uh, missionaries have gone to the deepest, darkest parts of Africa and found people worshiping Jesus Christ where no white man has ever been. God will reveal himself one way or the other. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, help us to serve you mightily. Lord Jesus, uh, Lord God in heaven, thank you for sending your only son. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your salvation. Let us serve you well. Let us serve with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God, watch your protectors this day. Be with our teachers, bus drivers, parents, and children. Let them get there and back safely without any problems or complications. Lord, be with all the prayer requests or prayer concerns that are sent out daily. You know the hearts and minds, and uh, pray that uh, your will be done. Be with our police officers, Lord. Please let them know they're needed, loved, and appreciated. Be with our active military. And Lord, just pray that you be with our president. Give him peace. Give him wisdom. Give him knowledge. Give him discernment, protection about him and his family. And Lord, let him seek you for all things. Lord, be uh, with this nation as a whole and let people come to know you like never before. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope everybody has a great day, a fun day, and an enjoyable day today. And as always, if you want to share these little devotionals, they can always find me at Dr. Young 77 or on YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young. They can subscribe there and watch these videos live, uh, as I upload them. Or you can watch on the Dr. Young Chronicles, my Apple podcast, and uh, it's free. I upload all my devotions and sermons on there and watch as well. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it's going to be. Thanks for watching.